This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 24th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. European regulators are stepping up complaints about U.S.-based rating agencies, saying that they're biased against European governments as many try to restructure their debts. Mark Calabria, director of the Cato Institute's Financial Regulation Studies, says banning information isn't the best way to get back on sound financial footing. Right now, what we're seeing is talking from a proposal from the European broad European financial regulator. And of course, individual governments have complained. Greece has complained. Spain has complained. Italy has complained. Uh, even France has complained because they've been threatened with a downgrade. So individual governments have complained that you know they really don't like being subject to these American firms and that you know they should have their own firms that uh, – you know. You know, again, some of this is that these American firms don't understand Europe, don't understand governments, don't understand the sovereign debt markets there. Um, At the end of the day, most of this is about we want to either A, shoot the messenger, or we want to be able to put sufficient political pressure on the messenger to be able to get the answer we want. Uh, Essentially, what many of these countries and regulators do not want is the truth getting out about how insolvent uh, their governments are. Because, of course, Europe, like the U.S., so much of our banking regulatory structure is tied to ratings. Uh, you know, for instance, if something gets downgraded, banks often have to hold higher capital. Now, this is often exempted for sovereign debt, but again, it raises questions about the solvency. Um, many instant, many investors, such as institutional pension funds, can only hold assets of certain ratings. So, there's certainly a possibility that if these ratings get downgraded, that uh, you have to sell off, and so there could be uh, larger effects on the financial markets. So, you know, in being generous to where Europe is coming from, there certainly is a concern that a downgrade would cause a cascade of bad effects. Now, of course, the downgrade is simply a recognition of what the truth is in most cases about the finances of these industries. And of course, many of these cascade effects from downgrades are built into the regulatory structure themselves. So, you know, ultimately, the goal should, of course, be, you know, how do we pull out the rating agencies over-reliance on the rating agencies and the regulatory structure. This is one of the very few things that Dodd-Frank actually got halfway correct, which is a push to try to tell the regulators, reduce your reliance on the rating agencies. You know, essentially stop outsourcing your job to somebody else. Um, you know, the fact that in many cases, whether it's sovereign debt or corporate debt, that the bank examiner would go in and say, this is AAA, and so this is the capital you need to hold against it, without actually examining the asset itself, you know, is very problematic. And so, of course, the regulators have made their jobs very easy by just outsourcing everything in the rating agency. So even the U.S. and in Europe absolutely have dragged their feet. You've even seen many instances where, you know, for instance, the various uh, assistance programs, bailout programs, if you will, set up by the New York Fed depend on the ratings. You know, we will lend against this, ra- this you know, AAA this much haircut. So again, you know, during the crisis, we further embedded the rating agencies into the process. And of course, when that, that implies that when there's a downgrade, all sorts of bad things happen. Now, of course, another another solution, in my opinion, would be, you know, once there's a downgrade, you've already taken a loss. So why would you necessarily want to force these institutions to sell off assets that have already taken the, they've taken the hit? You know, just fill in the hole and move forward rather than to try to cause some sort of fire sale. Now, of course, again, some of this is to have pressure on the rating agencies not to engage in downgrades to begin with. Uh, for instance, in the United States, when we saw S and P downgrade in the United States and Moody's and Fitch did not, you saw considerable additional scrutiny on the regulatory side, particularly from the Securities and Exchange Commission on the on S&P. 
Uh, I think ultimately, if you know, if, if Europe really wants to do everybody a favor, Europe can try to grow some rating agencies and start rating the U.S. That would be outside of you know the reach of the U.S. government. Uh, rather than try to complain about our rating agencies, they can simply help level the playing field. It's worth saying, and, and of course, a lot of people criticize S&P and Moody's for getting things wrong in the mortgage-backed securities market. And of course, they did get a lot of assumptions wrong, and they got a lot of predictions wrong. They have, in fact, been quite aggressive uh, and usually quite accurate with sovereign debt. They predicted a down. They downgraded Greece over a year before its problems came evident to everyone, to the markets in general. Uh, their their sovereign debt side has always been. If there's a bias, it's all on the on the side that they have not ground graded as soon as they have. And of course, no, I, I have yet to see a country that complains about being rated too highly. So again, you know, the bias is all on one side here. And so again, the question would be, how do you insulate? these agencies. And of course, some of the complaints about in the private sector about rated agencies are that the issuer pays and therefore creates a conflict of interest. I think what is of more concern is when you're trying to regulate when you're trying to rate your regulator. I mean that is a massive conflict of interest when the person who decides what your business model is, the person who may even decide whether you're licensed to conduct a business at all, is the person you're is the entity you're rating. That's a massive conflict of interest, in my opinion. And you really need to insulate that from the governments. Now, of course, this is all the more important because the government sovereign bond markets are far more important than other markets. I mean, despite the size of the MBS market, if there was something to happen to the Treasury market, you know, the US Treasury market, you could see vast ramifications. Uh, the Italian bond market is the third largest bond market in the world. I mean, if, if that gets downgraded, you know, you need those accurate signals to get out to the marketplace so that these things can be adjusted for. So, you know, I would emphasize, of course, there are trade-offs here, but what one needs to focus on is how do we make ratings more independent of the entities that they are rating, and in the most important case, when they are rating governments. And so how do we insulate them from various governments? And the proposals we're seeing in Europe now are really attempts to try to reduce that independence even though the United States, as you, as you mentioned, Dodd-Frank has accelerated the process of moving uh, ratings uh, away from uh, the DNA of the regulatory structure in the United States, that doesn't change uh, necessarily how Basel uh, risk-based capital standards function, and they still have this reliance on, on credit ratings. Absolutely. And the Basel Bank capital accords are, are standards that are negotiated at the international bank regulators in conjunction with the international banks to decide you know how much capital you need to hold against various assets. And so Dodd-Frank does not tie that process, doesn't limit that process. And so the Basel III proposals that we begin to see pieces of really do set how much capital you have to have in relation to the rating of an asset underlying it. And it's also worth saying that Dodd-Frank is a bit schizophrenic on the ratings and that there's further power at the SEC to regulate, to monitor these entities. Now, the, it doesn't go as far as what's being talked about in, in Europe, where Europe is, is even talking about essentially regulating the process of ratings, where, you know, I mean, it's not clear at this point whether they will say, okay, you can't take this into account. For instance, one of the things that's being talked about is having your ban downgrades during a quote-unquote rescue. So if, if, they are, if they are putting together an aid package uh, for Greece, say, the European financial regulator would come out, could come out and say, okay, nobody can downgrade during this time until we're finished, which of course you know, suppresses more you know, information to the marketplace. But you've repeatedly seen you know, various different proposals, rescue proposals in Europe fall apart because the rating agencies have come out and said, if you do that, we will consider it a downgrade. We will consider it a default. That would be no different from 
corporate America uh, or some group of corporations being able to prohibit the sale of their stock oh, yeah. as, as some major transition or retooling or some emergency were hitting the company. I mean, of course, we would all see the ridiculousness of it if, say, you know, Exxon or, or GM came out and said, you can't downgrade me. You have to suspend your downgrade when I'm in the process of going in, you know, a voluntary restructuring. We would all look at that as ridiculous. And of course, we should look at the fact that Europe is trying to say that we should suspend ratings. We should essentially suspend information because let's keep in mind, what ratings offer are an opinion on the likelihood of default. And it's also an opinion that the agency itself isn't making a bet on. It's an evaluation that people can bet on, but the agency itself doesn't have skin in the game, in a sense, on the rating itself. Absolutely correct. And and one can debate the merits or or demerits of, say, short selling. Uh, Of course, I I think the bans that we've seen against short selling in the U.S. and in Europe uh, have been counterproductive as well. They're simply telling what most of the market believed. The rating agencies aren't affecting directly they're not betting themselves they're not betting their own money on this they are simply giving their opinion now of course again part of the problem is that the regulatory structure has embedded their opinions you know within the regulations which is which is problematic uh, you know I wouldn't necessarily want my opinions embedded into the safety and soundness regulation of our financial system and nor should anybody else's be uh, one of the problems that this automatically you know ultimately arises is you just see a reduction in due diligence by investors you see a reduction in due diligence by regulators uh, so again you've sort of seen everybody pass the buck to the rating agencies and then complain when the rating agencies actually do their job to make a decision whereas if everybody else regulators investors were doing their own job, protecting their own their own interest, we wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. Now, of course, if governments across Europe had been fiscally responsible, we wouldn't be in this problem either. Mark Calabria is director of the Cato Institute's Financial Regulation Studies. You can read more of his work at cato.org.